0: Today is Thursday, December 1st. It is 2 weeks and 4 days since I filed for divorce. And I've been making these audio blogs. I'm not I'm not sure why. I don't know if anyone will care to listen to them or if I'll want to look back and listen to them, but it's been sort of cathartic for me to record these even though I'm not really talking to anyone um, one of the things I wanted to make note of was a rather big conversation that I had with my son uh, this past I don't know Sunday or Monday evening I can't remember uh, I think it was Monday evening um, my son and I were cleaning the kitchen it was after dinner and I um, he said he wanted to tell me something that happened at his dad's house, at Mike's house, but that he wanted me to promise that I wouldn't tell Mike. And, you know, in the past, I've been very reluctant to agree uh, to not tell Mike something, you know, while we were married. I think it's really important that the kids saw that their mother and dad had very few secrets between them. But given the situation and everything that's going on, um, I, I said, okay, I promise uh, you can tell me anything because it sounded like something I needed to know. And he said, well, you know, dad has been really mad and crabby and just a jerk lately. Have you noticed that? He said that to me and I said, Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of noticed that he's been, he's been kind of cranky and, you know, I thought it was just because he's been over every night helping our daughter with this huge project we have going on in the garage. And my son said, yeah, he's just been like really mean and just a jerk. And he, he said, uh, he said, you know, I spent the night over there Saturday night and I want to tell you what he said to me, but I don't want you to tell him. And I said, All right, because I figured, boy, this sounds like something um, I ought to know. So my son said that he was in his room there at Mike's playing a video game on TV. He was playing Terraria, some video game that he likes to play. And he said that his dad came in the room, and it was at night. It was Saturday night, and Mike said to him, hey, let's play Zombies. Zombies is this, you know, shoot-em-up, bloody, whatever, slashing zombie video game. It's really the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. The biggest waste of time. But anyway, they enjoy playing this game together. And my son said he told his dad, No, Dad, I don't want to play that right now. I'm playing Terraria. And he said, Mike said to him, Come on, or I'm going to hate you. You know, just joking. And MD said, no, I don't, I don't want to play zombies right now. I'm, I'm playing this game. So he said his dad went away and was off in another room doing whatever. I don't know. But then he said Mike came back later and said to him, um, come on, dude, let's play zombies. And MD said, no, I don't want to play that right now. And he said, his dad said to him, well, fuck you and walked away. Now, this is one of those moments where I have to decide whether or not my son is telling the truth. And I'll say, for the most part, my son is a very honest young man. Yes, I've caught him in lies. And I've caught him and we've talked about it and I've told him how important it is for him to tell me the truth, even if it's something I don't want to hear. I said, son, I will defend you always. I will always be on your side and stand in your corner no matter what, but you've got to be honest with me and tell me the truth because if you're dishonest, I can't defend you or stand up for you or be on your side. And I said, I'd rather you tell me the truth and I hate what you're saying than for you to just say something you think I want to hear. And then later I find out it's not true. So I said to him, MD, is that true? Did your dad say that? And he said, yeah, he did. He said, fuck you. And he said those words. And I said, because what you're saying is pretty serious and completely inappropriate and not okay for your dad to say to you. And I said, are you sure that's what he said? He said, yes, that is what he said. And he, and he said, it made me feel really bad Made me feel very sad. I didn't like that. And I said, well, I completely understand. That's not appropriate for a parent to say to a child at any time. And I said, do you think your dad was drinking? And he said he didn't know. I fully suspect that if Mike did say that to MD, that he was probably drinking. Mike can get really mean and say really mean things when he's drunk, like anybody can. Like anyone can, like I've done. Like we've all done. I'm not trying to pass judgment here, but I'm really unhappy, you know, with, with what I heard. And he said, don't tell dad, I told you promise you promise. Don't tell dad that I told you. And I said, no, I won't. I said, but you know, son, I don't like to hear that. And I said, come on, let's go sit down and talk. So we went into the living room and sat down and I said, I'm, I'm very sorry that your dad said that to you. It absolutely breaks my heart, crushes my heart. And I said, Um, you know, we all say things that we don't mean, and and M.D. said, oh, he meant it, he meant it. And I said, well, that is one of the reasons why your dad and I are not together. I said, he has said, on many occasions, very mean things to me that just can't be taken back. You know, I remember my husband would talk very badly about my family, and I don't have a good family. I don't come from a good family. Everyone knows that. And no one knows it better than me. And when Mike and I would get in a fight, he would say, you know, oh, well, you're just a fucking rainbow Or, oh, you come from, you know, look where you come from. You know, that kind of thing. And throw that up in my face. Which is so hurtful because I've worked really, really hard to come a long way from where I'm from. And so I told my son, I said, yeah, that's one of the reasons why your dad and I do not sleep under the same roof. Because, uh, you know, he's, he can be cold and he can be mean. And I said, you know, your dad has trouble hugging people. He, he doesn't hug. He doesn't hold hands. And MD said to me, why is he like that? Why do you think he's like that? And I said, well... I don't really know. I mean, I have some suspicions. And MD said, well, dad's just an introvert and you're just an extrovert. And I said, yeah, that's probably true. That's, that's probably true. But I said, your dad, you know, never wants to hug. He was never very affectionate. He wouldn't hold my hand. I said, you know, um, after our daughter was born, Tori, I told him, I said, my heart was softened so much, and I really wanted to be a a closer, affectionate couple and close and affectionate with our daughter. And Mike really never came around in that regard. And I said, you know, your dad wasn't like that. And he said, well, maybe that's just something that you wanted. And, you know, and I said, that's right. It is. It's something that I wanted, and those needs... We're not being met. And he said, well, why do you think dad is like that? And I said, well, do you really wanna know what I think? And he said, yeah. And I said, all right. And I embarked on a conversation that I'm not sure if my son is mature enough to have, but I'm not gonna lie. And he's asking, and I wanted to offer insight that might be helpful for him as he navigates his relationship with his father. And I said, well, let's look at Dad's mother, your grandma. I said, I think she is a cold and kind of a mean person. And he just, his eyes were huge. He could not believe what I was saying. I have never spoken badly or uttered a, a poor word about Mike's mother. I. I don't believe I ever have. If I if I have, I have completely forgotten it. But I've certainly never badmouthed Mike's parents in front of our children. But I said, I think um, this has to do with the way your dad was raised, and his mother is not affectionate. She's very cold. Um, she doesn't talk much. She always has a scowl on her face and has her arms crossed, and is just not an inviting and welcoming person. And I said, and. Uh, she has said many mean things to me throughout the years that have really hurt me deeply. And he said, well, like what? And, you know, gives me this really, uh, this, this look like he just doesn't believe what I'm saying. I said, okay, I'll give you a couple examples. I said, well, after your dad and I got engaged to be married, uh, we were waiting for Mike's mother to give us her list of people to invite to the wedding. We decided we would invite 200 people to our wedding. I would invite 100 of my family and friends and Mike would invite 100 of his family and friends. Well, it came time to mail out the wedding invitations and his mother had still not given us a list of, you know, people that the family, his side of the family wanted to invite. And I will never forget we were sitting at her kitchen table and I was saying, you know, we're going to mail out these invitations. And, you know, if you've got a list, I'm happy to send it. And she turned to me and said, well, you don't plan to wear white, do you, at your wedding? And I was so shocked and so crushed and so twisted up inside that I, I had nothing to say. I, I didn't know what to say. And I looked at Mike and he said nothing. He said absolutely nothing. Here is his mother who just said to me, oh, well, you don't plan to wear white, do you, to your wedding? And MD, our son, said to me, why would she say that? What I know that means something. What does it mean? And I said, well, white is a sign or a symbol of purity and virginity and wholesomeness and whatever. And women often wear white wedding dresses to Portray, be it true or not true, their innocence and their purity. And I said, your dad and I were already living together when we got engaged and we were already having sex and I was not a virgin. And MD clapped his hands over his ears and said, oh my God, no, I don't want to hear this. Oh, stop. That's too much information. Don't tell me. And I said, you know, son, act maturely. I'm, I'm trying to tell you You know what this all means. And he's like, Well, that's, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to. And I said, Well, what your grandmother was insinuating or what she was directly, explicitly saying was that I wasn't worthy to wear white. And he goes, Well, I don't think that's a big deal. I said, Oh, really? I said, So if you brought your girlfriend home and you said, Mom, I'm going to marry this girl, I love her. And I said, Oh, to the girl, I said, Oh, you're not planning to wear white, are you? I said, That wouldn't hurt your feelings. That wouldn't make you mad. And he just kind of sat there and and um, couldn't believe, you know, what I was saying. And I recounted um, another story or two, uh, one of which was when Mike's parents were at our house. I believe it was for Thanksgiving. It was for some holiday. And they had traveled to Austin, Texas, from St. Louis, where they live, to be with us for this holiday, and we were in my house at my dining room table eating on my grandmother's fine china that she acquired in Germany, and we were having a dinner, and I don't know, something came up about our wedding or about Catholicism, I don't know what it was, but his mother said to me, you know, the Catholic Church doesn't recognize your marriage, which makes your children illegitimate. I swear that woman said that to me in my home at my table with my husband present. And I said, what? She said, there wasn't a Catholic priest present at your wedding, and so the Catholic Church does not recognize your marriage. And I said, well, really, that's interesting, because guess who didn't want a Catholic priest at our wedding? It was Mike, your son refused to have a priest at our wedding. And I offered, I wanted to have a priest at the wedding because I knew Mike's family were devout Catholics and that this would be an issue. And he said, no, he did not want a priest at our wedding. We married in my Baptist church because Mike's mother would not let us marry in their family's Catholic church because we were living in sin. Never mind that we were supporting ourselves and living on our own and almost 30, whatever. Anyway, I told MD that his grandmother said that to me in my home at my own table. And I said, and guess what your dad said? Nothing. He said nothing. And once again, I was crushed by these unkind, cruel remarks from my mother-in-law. And she did this all the time throughout the first 10 years of our marriage, she said horrible things to me. These are just two examples. I have a 100 of these examples. And I told her, I said, it was your son who would not have a Catholic priest there. And she was shocked. To that day, she had believed that it was me that didn't want the Catholic priest at the church. So she uh, got a bitter pill to swallow that day that it was her own son. And I told MD that And I don't know that he really grasped the gravity of these conversations, but I said to him, you know, your dad grew up with being raised by this person um, who was not warm, who said these mean things. And you know, everyone's mother can say mean things, whatever, but I was trying to offer some kind of an explanation um, to him, and I don't know if, if any of this was worth it, but at least he he got a bit of a glimpse. I feel like I pulled back the veil a little bit, you know. Um, in a divorce, it can be so easy to put the black hat on one person and the white hat on the other person and really lay all the blame with someone. And I feel like where my kids are concerned, I've gotten a lot of the blame because I've kept my mouth shut about a lot of what has gone on. I have not shared with them or burdened them with the gross details of why our marriage went bad. But Mike's refusal, Mike's continued and chronic refusal to stand up to his mother when she would insult me to my face and make degrading comments uh, really damaged our marriage. and, And frankly, contributed to our demise because we never got any support from his parents and and I'm not talking about financial support. I'm just talking about being there. Uh, and and Mike would let his mother verbally abuse me like this uh, was very, very deeply hurtful to me. And frankly, something I, I couldn't get over. You know, and I told my son, I said, how easy it would have been for your dad to be the hero. And he said, well, dad can't, you know, talk back to his mom and can't be mean to his mom. And I said, no, I'm not suggesting that. But your dad could have said to his mother, hey, you know, this is my wife you're speaking to, the woman that I love. You must have respect for her like I do. uh, Or, you know, don't speak to her that way, please. That hurts her and therefore it hurts me. You know, he could have spoken up and said something um, to his mother and he never did. Actually, that's not true. One time he did, one time. After Mike and I had driven 19 hours in the car to spend time at his parents' house with our two small children. (laughs) When we arrived at his parents' house and went into the guest room, his mother had put up photographs of Mike and his ex-girlfriend, Lisa Number One, which is how she likes to refer to her, Lisa Number One. We walked in the door at like midnight after driving with two small children uh, all day and night got there and his mother had put up pictures of Mike and his ex-girlfriend and I had a fit I said you know what that's it that's enough you 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 need to go tell her how disrespectful this is this is ridiculous and that's a good story for another day I'll try to remember to tell that one